This one might actually be of some use. No. You are limited to a very narrow range of topics, like the food, the memorial service, recapping the accident, at what exact angle did the truck careen off the cliff, and, by the way, where do you keep the scotch? Most of the time, people end up drinking too much and telling unfunny vignettes about the deceased. Remember the time Frank got totally blasted and cannonballed naked into the pool at the wedding and got all the bridesmaids' dresses soaked? Ha, ha, ha. Cassie, is there anything I can do? Everybody asks me that as they plunge their raw carrots into the sour cream dip. Wouldn't they like to know? How about paying off Frank's credit cards, getting rid of the ugly football trophies from his high school days? dumping his drug paraphernalia hidden in his smelly sock drawer. Oh, and how about picking up his ashes, selecting the urn, and delivering it to his family in Florida, who couldn't bother to come out, but assured me they would be having their own memorial service as soon as they get the remains. And, by the way, could I send them his computer, his junky macho furnishings, his country western collection, and, yes, even his truck? which I'd be only too happy to ship if it weren't flattened like a coin on a railroad track. They also asked about his life insurance policy, which he cashed in several years ago to buy the fucking truck. I know it's not good to speak ill of the dead, but is dishonesty any better? Most of the people who come here mean well, even if they have it all wrong. They're coming here to pay their respects to someone who didn't much like them, and to offer their sympathy to someone who doesn't want it. Okay, he did have a few friends who will miss him. And despite his disloyalty to me, he was a good friend to them. My mother has always believed there is good and bad in everyone. I should remember that. But still, I'm not grieving. I do, however, suffer from guilt, festering anger, frustration, and, oh yes, did I mention that I'm broke? It is a kind of grief, let me assure you. I didn't always feel this way. There was a time when I just wanted him to love me. Not in a passionate way. I didn't hope for that. I wanted him to love me in the way one goes about an ordinary life, doing the same mundane things, following the same uneventful routines, knowing what comes next, day after day, until you lie in bed beside him at night and listen to the familiar sounds of traffic way off in the distance. I wanted him to call me when he got there, or when he was on his way home, or if he was late or stuck in traffic and wanted to just hear the sound of my voice the way I wanted to hear his. I wanted him to leave me money for groceries, fix the DVD player, tell me to drive carefully, complain about the business, leave wet towels on the bathroom floor, admire my dress, but add that it might be too low or too tight. In the last few months, he was barely there at all. Mornings, he was out the door before I even had my coffee, and we rarely talked all day. When I called him, his voice sounded gruff, like he was in the middle of something, but he never called me back. We didn't have a set dinner hour or anything like that, and pretty soon I stopped asking what he'd like to eat because he always said he didn't care. The last time I fixed him dinner, he complained that the chicken was half-cooked and shoved the plate so hard across the table it fell into my lap and then crashed to the floor. Even before he admitted he was seeing someone else, I figured it out. 
I'm not that dumb. When I told him to get rid of her or I was leaving, he did what most men do. He lied. In my experience, men would rather commit harakiri than tell you to your face they prefer someone else. But then he told me he'd change, resenting me for it, and zeroed in on the one thing that brought me to my knees. He made me feel dumb. You shouldn't tell people your darkest secrets. It always comes back to bite you. In the end, he broke my heart. Even a louse can break your heart. The progression of it all was swift and constant, like the onset of rain in November and then freezing winds in winter. I couldn't swallow. I couldn't sit down. I couldn't concentrate. It was like a cold, hard sentence. I could tell when he used a false tone or eyed me with stony resentment. I learned the routine, the mechanical...